0: i'm Linda fan falkenberg and
1: i'm ron gore and, and you're listening, listening to, to the co-parent, Co-Parent academy, academy podcast.
2: podcast okay today our topic is going to be disney dads um and we got this from reddit and uh, so this person who wrote into Reddit um, is describing her situation um, with the other spouse having the kids for a little bit each week during the during the week, a few hours, and then on a full day Saturdays. And she is describing what it is like to have the kids come back, what they've been exposed to while they're with the other parent, and also how that impacts her life in a negative way. So um, we're going to toss it to Linda and... Kind of see what you have to say about this situation. I don't know about you, Ron, but I've never heard this situation.
1: I, what's a Disney dad?
0: I know. I, what an interesting terminology.
1: i mouse ears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they actually live in California, though. I, I noticed that in this, which is kind of hilarious because yeah. um, we use that terminology around here a whole lot, and we're a long
1: ways from either coast. So Yeah, but what do we have Frontier City.
2: Silver Dollar sure City? You be really a Frontier is, City dad? It, yeah. I think it's Silver Dollar City. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it comes
0: it? near being Silver Dollar City, probably. Oh, you'd be wearing prairie skirts home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Frontier City doesn't get it. I, I rarely even hear that anybody in Tulsa goes over there. Oh, and, we've been there. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> we used to have bells here, though. That was, I, I did hear a lot of that, that they came back sugared up and extremely tired from bells, but that was a long time
1: ago.
2: I think you guys missed out on Bells. Well, there's, um,
1: what's that bowling alley? And here there's a bowling alley and it's got like. Um,
2: Incredible Pizza, I think, is one of those That's places. one of Oh, them. But yeah. there's another
1: place that's a bowling alley and it's got go-karts. Main and event. It's got, oh, is yeah. That
2: the, maybe is that that one? There is
1: a main event. Yeah. I have to say, I've been yeah. to main event with oh, a my. local <laughs> PC.
0: Oh, and really? And it was very
1: competitive. And lots of fun, actually. Uh-huh. Interesting. Had a good time.
0: Those, yes. those are both places that you hear a lot of the supervised visitation.
1: Yes. Situation. Yeah, I'm trying to think of,
2: like, yeah. that's a Disney dad thing. That you
1: know? would be uh, a good rodeo. That yes.
2: fits in with it, too. But yeah. what else are they supposed to do?
0: You know, sit at McDonald's for six hours? Well, and that's kind of like, that, yeah. that's what's happening here. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe what he's doing, you know, dealing and, with. it. And even two, three-hour long visits during the week are three really long hours for right. a 3 year old and a 6 year old
1: and that's what the details were ah. he has 2 3 hour long visits mm-hmm. during the week and a full saturday no overnights yeah
0: yeah i i've got two grandkids that are 3 and 5 and one that's 7 and my goodness hmm yeah 3 hours worth of trying to entertain them out in the real world that that gets to be a lot so yeah i can understand where It's frequently this way. One of the main things that tweaked me about this one was um, she said, I asked the six-year-old how the day went with her dad. And that sounds very benign, but in my world, kids tell me all the time how they are asked about that. And the fact that every single time they go with dad, they get interrogated about exactly what happened. And did you do this? And did you do that? and Did he feed you? And when did he feed you? What time was it exactly? And all that, you know, things right. that three and six year olds are not keeping track of.
1: Right. And how many times have you, I don't know if you received many recordings.
0: Oh, Do yes. You? Yeah.
1: So, how many times have you received a recording where the parent is supremely confident that they have like the evidence that shows the other parent is not doing well in these things? And all that you're hearing is, oh my goodness, there's an interrogation going on.
2: Yes, many times. Well, that's about the only the only kind I've ever heard, I think. Right. And I think I've heard from both of you guys is, you know, that that whatever the whatever parent the child is talking to, they really want to please that parent. Totally. And so you know, yeah. you know you're exactly t- right. T- you know, unless there's a, an extenuating circumstance, you know, so you you know, they're definitely gonna have that response to you. They know they know what you're
1: you're wanting. Uh, right. To totally. hear. And it's just easier to sort of say what they want. You know, part of what I didn't like about this, and you know, obviously for the sake of time, we didn't read the whole Reddit post, but she starts off talking about how he quote demanded fifty fifty custody, but that got shot down quickly, and he got two three hour long visits and a full Saturday, and then she's sort of making fun of him being a Disney- Disneyland dad, and I, one of the things that I've come across a lot in my work is self esteem matters. Uh-huh. If you tell somebody, if you tell this guy, hey, you're not a real dad, you're a Disney dad, you only get a couple of week, days uh, and no overnights, then you're going to maybe settle into that role and say, well, I guess that's what I am and I'm going to have fun. Right. And the other side of this is shouldn't she want her partner, her ex, to be a really confident, capable, stepping up co-parent. Right. And all I'm getting from this Reddit post that she made was he's he can't even be a Disneyland dad. Right. I see no no grace in it, no path to redemption for him if he didn't step up before.
0: That's right. kind of frustrating. And I would think that if somebody in the legal part of it, like the mediators what who she's uh, crediting with this uh, amount of time that dad has with him, had some reason why he thought the guy couldn't be a 50-50 dad, then it, probably there, there would be some path to redemption, as you, right. as you say. Like, let's send him to a class for this age child right. where he does learn what he needs to have on hand. You right. know,
1: I mean, what happens if mom drops dead? Like, we don't like to talk about that, but what happens if mom gets in a car accident and she's gone tomorrow? Exactly. This dad is going to be the primary physical custodian with apparently no practice and few skills. Yes.
0: I actually had a horrific case like that where the parents were in their 30s, young people to me, and um, the the child was, and, and the parents were still together, but the child was very enmeshed with mother so much so that the parents together presented to me for some help because they wanted to to know how they could, you know, Include dad more. seemed like a very odd thing to be asking, but they did. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, um, the kid was not happy with the changes in, like, who got up and got him ready for school or who took right. him to school or who picked him up or who did the bedtime routine. But we got it to where it was pretty much 50-50, and dad admitted that he had a lot of learning to do, even though he'd been in the household all this time. Sure. you know, And— I, I just propose this situation as, as you know kind of that okay if you're even in the house do you know the routines and the the rituals and so forth that the child is used to and needs and then mother went into the hospital oh, probably six months after that work uh, had been very successful and had some routine something or other and died oh, no. and I was never more shocked than when I got that call. And, and the dad said, I can't thank you enough for teaching me how to step up and be the parent that right. I needed to be in the household because now I'm at.
1: Right. So, and and we've, we see things like that. Yeah. When you touch enough families, right, you wind up seeing situations that are like that. And it becomes even more clear that a child deserves, as we talk about in our academy. All the time our child deserves to have two good parents in their lives, if at all possible. And where I think this mom is actually letting her children down is by not doing her best to help this dad be the best dad that he can be. Now he may not deserve it, but we don't care about what's fair to them so much. We care about what's fair for the kids and what the kids deserve is a really competent, hands-on, trustworthy dad.
0: And on the other side of the coin, it probably is never fair, not just this one, but you know, with with most of the moms I listen to talking about this, it's it's rarely ever fair that that you get the child who's had a great time uh way more fun than being at home doing, you know, the normal routines at home and they've uh you know, really gotten tired because they've been out, run around a lot. Right. And they're probably hungry for actual sustenance because they've had fun food all day. Mm-hmm. And yet they're not really excited about having to eat real food. And so you, you've you got all the, you know, the the definites that have to be done, right. but the child isn't happy about any of that. And so it's it's really hard for for the parent who's being compared inside any kid, you know, to how much uh, fun it will be. I know with, with the seven year old granddaughter, (laughs) when we arrived, uh, Recently, for for a visit, she goes. Oh, I thought it was the candy grandparents that were coming, <laughs> and so you know, <laughs> come to find out, we don't arrive with candy every time. So wow. you know, I'm, we're trying to be supportive of the the mother and uh, the the food situation there. So it's um, yeah, it, it kids will do that. They will do the comparison thing, and so if they'll do it like that. Why wouldn't they do it between the parents? You just sure. know it's happening.
1: And this is where it calls for, a, not to make a food pun, but a carrot and a stick. Oh, that's so cute. So what needs to happen is, in, in my ever humble opinion, because I'm never opinionated, um, in this case, I think what you say to dad is, hey, you said you wanted more time. Great. Let's get you to where you should have the time. So you get those two, three-hour-long visits. Here's what happens. You get them after school. You get them home. You feed them. You do all their homework. You get them ready for bed. And you bring them home, ready for mom to have to do nothing but read them a story, snuggle them up, and put them to sleep.
0: That's, a, that's just the most excellent idea for those weekday visits. Right. Really interesting Because
1: it lets him show that he knows exactly what he's doing. You bet. And... And if he doesn't,
0: he can ask her what the routine is. Right.
1: And he shouldn't have to do this. But if I were trying to mediate this, I would be saying, and dad, you shouldn't have to do this, but you're going to send her a menu of what you're going to be feeding the kid for the first couple months. Because she has concerns. You probably don't feel like it's fair, but big deal. You're going to send a menu of what you're going to feed him for the first month or two. After that, we don't have to do that anymore because you're going to be in a rhythm on what you're feeding and everybody knows that that's what's happening. And then you're going to get your Saturdays and you can take them and have fun. That's that's what the weekend's for.
0: right?
1: Right? Saturday's a fun day. You're still going to bring them back, having been fed a good nutritious meal and being ready to just settle in for the evening so mom can just enjoy her evening and not have to worry about anything. And then after a couple months of doing that, what's going to happen is That Saturday is going to turn into a Saturday with an overnight to Sunday. Probably. And you're going to bring them back Sunday evening. And then we're going to add a Friday onto that. So now you have the whole weekend. And then if things are still going well, we'll take one of those weekdays and we'll turn that into an overnight. And as you continue to progress and do well, you're going to be easing into having that 50-50 time that you wanted. And mom, you're going to be getting the help that you deserve. And you're going to be able to take those every other weekends and take a girls trip, or do whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to take a, yeah. a, maybe you want to improve your education. If you've always wanted to get another degree, you can do that in the times when you don't have the kids and arrange the schedule. Like you deserve to have help. The kids and deserve to have the child help in their life. will have more structure in right. the, in
0: their life because. Uh, as Rebecca was talking about before we started this the kids being this young really do need structure yeah. especially the 3 year old they're they're really it doesn't take them very long to get tired or cranky or hungry right. or whatever and uh, it seems like they eat constantly <laughs> so right. there's uh I don't know if there was anything else uh, Rebecca that you thought about with the structure that that struck you with this situation with the
2: father that he needs to know before he takes off with him, especially for a Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I think this might, I was just thinking when you guys were speaking that this might be a case too where, and we see this a lot. I mean, I can imagine I would probably do this, carry my, my sort of grievances about my relationship with my husband into how he is co-parenting the kids. So, you know, what she is showing us or what she's describing to us is a series of things where he's disconnected from responsibility. Um, he's not measuring up to, you know, basic standard of care for his kids. You know, he's a babysitter. He's like the grandparents, you know, coming right. in for the weekend that are supposed to do something fun, which is great for, you know, to have fun with your kids. But I think too, you know, she, what she's looking for, you know, she's like, you know, I may be divorced from him, but we have two small children. So we are going mm-hmm. to be together for a very long time. And it's probably really hard to kind of let go of some of those things that you were, really upset about in your marriage, which is what caused you guys maybe to split in the first place. And so that's going to be a long, like a a hurdle for her to sort of deal with. Um, Not only, I mean, obviously he does need some guidance in the way, but I don't know that she's the right person to give that guidance to him, you know, through the series of like parent parenting coordinators or, you know, things like that, because, you know, it seems like she has a lot of hurt that she is bringing into this situation. That's not just about the Saturday at Disneyland. And not just about how he doesn't do anything with the kids for three hours. They've got a lot that they're gonna have to kind of work through. And I think a lot of, a lot of folks do. It would be really, really difficult, you know, in a, in a divorce to not bring all of that with you. And your spouse or your ex has to kind of deal with that same, same situation that you guys always had. Um, you know, because dealing with small children is a huge part of anybody's relationship mm. when they're married.
1: Yeah, so, no doubt. Uh And part of me is is thinking, like Rebecca's pointing out, new sort of baggage from the relationship. He's got such little visitation that I'm wondering if there isn't some big elephant in the room that she just isn't talking about.
0: And like I said a while ago, the mediator knew something (laughs) that she isn't saying here, I think.
1: But, yeah, and it also surprised me that she says the mediator shot that down quickly. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of mediations. I would never shoot something down. right? Because, you know, as a mediator, you're there for the deal. You're right. there to try to get a deal done. Um,
0: but if you know of some reason why the guy isn't righteous in some way about something, then you probably would not want three- and six-year-olds to go with him overnight or whatever.
1: No. There's, but, a, there,
0: there's a conspicuous thing missing here, no overnight.
1: Well, so, so I, I what I'm reading into this. Is when she says the mediator shot that down. She shot that down.
2: Uh, no mediator shoots it. anything yeah. down. I you was thinking it. that same thing. Yeah. I thought unless maybe she was misusing the word. Maybe she meant a you know parenting coordinator or something else. But I mean, yeah, if it's if she meant mediator, then it sounds like she yeah was like, she oh, shot this down pretty not. quick. Yeah, and
1: so she's trying to get that authority. So she's not the one who looks like she's controlling the whole thing. If I were the if I were the mediator, and this was a case that we were trying to get settled. I would say basically the same thing that I just said. Right. I would go into, and I've done this in mediations. I've said, Give Dad. a path to it. Yeah, let's get you a path. It may take you two months, four months, six months. But if it's what you really want, you know, it's a lot cheaper in litigation. So let's try yeah. this out.
2: And I think sometimes it's it's easy to be upset with, um, you know, your co-parent. and But, you know, kind of switch your perspective and think about what's going to... Well, you know, I, I oftentimes kind of think about like, okay, what do I want at the end of this? Okay, so how am I going to communicate? What am I going to do in order to get the end result? And in which in her, in her case is, is a, would be a positive for her child or her children and herself. You know, they, they have a responsible parent that is helping with a routine, has fun, but also does other things. So, you know, she's going to have to, seems like to me, maybe adjust the way that she communicates and and just be an encourager.
1: Um. But it's so hard. It's so hard for, and let me tell you, ladies sitting here with me, it's so hard for ladies since you, oh really, since you didn't know that, yeah. No, but it's so hard for ladies. It seems in these mediations that I do and working with clients to let go of that uh, fear that they have that he's just not ever going to do it. Right. And so what happens is, is I know in my relationship, I won't name names with my mm-hmm. spouse here. Uh, but you know, you get enabled, you know, you divide up the tasks. Well,
2: that's what I was thinking as well. Like it's, it's fine. And I don't really want him to know how to do this and that. And like, do there's, you know, it, which is totally fine when you're married, but as soon as you're not married anymore, then it's like, why can't he do this?
1: Like, what's his problem? <laughs> right. And the expectations Although I, I've never are, let him
2: in this room before, but yes. why can't he, why yes. can't he do everything in this yes. room? Like, uh, you know, it. It, it's something that we do like it, it not just women to men, you know, other, other, other way around. It doesn't same sex couples. It doesn't really matter. Right. You have your routine. It's working just fine. And you know what? It's also okay. If your kid gets a fever one day, it doesn't mean that it's because they were with the other person, you know? Right. I mean, all these things that graces that we give each other right. ourselves, and totally. we give each other as a couple, if we are getting right. along, Go out the window as totally. soon as you're yeah.
1: divorced. And we've never said this on the podcast, but Rebecca and I've been married for 22 years. Yeah, and so and we have a 16 year old. So yeah, we're talking about us <laughs> <laughs> pretty much.
2: I, mean, I couldn't tell. And I think too, sometimes he'll say uh, uh, when he has a new client, he'll be like, you know, "Make sure you know their shoe size, all the because I mean, you know, what's their you know history teacher's name? Just stuff that you may not really be clued into because you have other. Duties that you guys have all decided, and, and if you needed to know, you could know in a hot second. If you needed to know it, our kid wears shoes. <laughs> but as soon as we're divorced, and he and he says, "Hey, who's Aiden's history teacher?" Instead of me telling him, I'll be like, "Why don't you know?" Right? <laughs> you know, exactly. it just really changes things up. You know, and it's not really necessarily always fair. And the expectations are
0: just—it's it, crazy what even the kids can can start having expectations of the dad that are like, what? You know, I had uh, triplet boys that I saw years ago that were huge soccer stars on the, on the same team. And so they would be at a game. And if for some reason, their mother was not able to make it to the game or to a practice, and dad was the only parent there. And heaven forbid, one of these boys skin his knee or something. They were aghast that and these were, you know, real rough and tumble boys. They were aghast that Dad did not have an entire medical kit at his
2: disposal.
0: Right, because we don't have
1: purses. What a
2: pocket? I don't know.
1: Yeah, and, purses, yeah
0: but
2: don't. I mean, literally. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt. If you had a purse, Ron, I seriously doubt you would still have not. You would still not have a purse. <laughs> <laughs> It would be filled with scraps of paper and, and pens that were leaking and like in and a sandwich, and a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> empty water bottles. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs>
0: Just. But that's what, and, and I, and I looked at the boy that was describing this scenario, you know, I mean it was, dad was worthless on the sideline when it came to finding a bandaid and putting it on. And I was like, your mother does that? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's there with the, with the whole kit. You know, she doctors it. She puts a Band-Aid on, the whole nine yards. Wow. Hmm. I'm not sure all mothers can, you know, say they do that. But it's it really is the expectation that the mother and or the children have sometimes. It's, it's amazing. And that's why, too, I think we, to extrapolate just a little bit, we see a lot of mothers and mother practices that, Expect if the child does have a fever or is you know has a runny nose or whatever that that child should be at their house for the week or the weekend sure. or whatever. Because, I mean, COVID.
1: How many times did we see oh, that during COVID? Yes, that was a gigantic. Well, I have a theory to postulate, and I'm using that incorrectly, I'm sure, but stay with me on this. Sometimes we see kids in really violent. Um, difficult households who go to school every day on time and get straight A's. And the reason that happens is because they want to be away from that house and they want to bury themselves into something that lets them think about anything other than the situation at home. And they don't want to get in trouble for bad grades. And I've seen a lot of times where judges take a school attendance and proxies as evidence of stable home life, when sometimes it means exactly the opposite. Because the kid had dug into the school for that reason, I think sometimes when a marriage is starting to crumble and a woman is starting to think of herself less as a wife and individual, she digs into being the mother, sure role really. even more just like that. Really. And so by the time the marriage is ending, she has finely tuned her idiosyncratic manner of mothering, sure to impossible levels, and then holds that to that standard. Sure. Mm
2: -hmm. And also I think it's important to like, you know, your kids are, your kids are noticing what's going on, you know, you know, they understand that you're not happier and, or that you, in this case, it almost kind of seems a little bit like she's relishing in his struggle, which, you know, the kid, kids can tell that. And that's not going to help. It's not going to help her. It's not going to help her or, or her her co-parent. So. And they know if mom
0: is unhappy with the why they come home from dads, and then that's at
2: total odds with the great time they just had with him. Exactly. I mean, mean, it creates maybe a guilt for them that they feel guilty, which I mean- And a disloyalty. And I can tell you, she doesn't want to put that on our kids. She's just really hurting, it sounds like, from a lot of wounds that maybe are not in this uh, Reddit description.
1: Sure. I think that's a very fair reading of it. So.
2: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to leave questions, comments, or concerns, please email podcast at coparentacademy.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen.